안녕하세요, 여러분. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Motivate Korean podcast. My name is Ian, and I'm here today with Jeremy, whom you may know from videos on the Motivate Korean YouTube channel, the Motivate Korean Sotodibang on Facebook, or the blog over at motivatekorean.com. On today's episode, we will talk a little bit about ourselves, our motivations for learning Korean, and the plans for this podcast. This episode is brought to you by NordVPN, so stay tuned for a big discount code at the end of this episode. Let's get started. 안녕하세요. Hello there, everyone. We hope that uh, everybody's doing well. Thanks for checking out our podcast here today. Uh, so we have this guy Ian here. For those who don't know him, we kind of want to take this, take this episode to uh, let him introduce himself. And I'll introduce myself uh, as well. If you're finding this podcast through some other means and you don't know who I am either, then we'll do a little bit of our tagi soge here, our self-introductions. And then uh, we'll get into talking about this podcast. Everyone knows who you are, Jeremy. Uh, Don't worry. Not everyone. Not everyone. <laughs> All right, Only that's true. people who found this through YouTube. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, you have a point there. Yeah. So uh, Ian and I uh, got connected through... How did you find me? <laughs> well, I found you on YouTube first. Okay. Um, I, I watched your YouTube content back when I was... Like, well, I mean, I still watch it today, but when I was uh, kind of in the an intermediate level of learning Korean, so I'd, I'd mm. been at it for a while and I was kind of running out of motivation. Mm. And, you know, the almighty YouTube algorithm hooked me up with the right video at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, I watched and I was, I was really impressed with the way that you talked about language learning because I've been learning languages my whole life, but mm. this was the first time I'd ever struggled. So... I found your content that way, and then uh, I reached out to you with uh, some questions. I think that's how we first got in touch. Ah, I remember that. Yeah, we got. Yeah. I remember we got a long email from you, and oh, Johnson yeah. and I both looked at it, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's in a tough spot." So I think we got we got <laughs> got to talking after that, and uh, this, and as they say, one thing led to another, and we were like, "Hey, you know, let's do this podcast thing." I'd always wanted to. Uh, do this. I'd had the idea for a while, um, but I didn't have the time and uh, the ability to get it started. And then I met Ian, and he uh, he had similar interests and he had similar background uh, with you know editing and stuff like that. So we were like, all right, let's do this. So here we are, everyone. It all just fell into place, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of yep. all at once. Yep, that's uh, that's that's the way things seem to go. So, Ian, why don't you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and you know how you got into Korean? Sure, yeah. So, my name's Ian. I'm from uh, Chicago, from the Chicago area. Uh, I got started with Korean after I moved here. So, I moved to Busan, South Korea, right after I finished my uh, four years of college, got my degree, mm-hmm. and uh, came over here to teach English. That's what I did, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. do that these days here or China. Uh, So I came over here to uh, teach English and also to learn Korean. I'd had a a lifelong kind of interest in the language and there was an opportunity to come here. I'd never had the opportunity to live overseas. So I decided to come here and, uh, and, and pursue that. And so I, uh, I initially got interested in the Korean language uh, because when I was very young, I had a, uh, my first experience with someone from another country. So like I'm from America, right? We It's a diverse place, lots of people from everywhere. But mm-hmm. the first person that I'd met that I that had actually specifically come 
from another place. Didn't didn't speak English very well or anything like that. Um, it was a, a nice young boy. We were in second grade uh, from South Korea. And um, so I got I got to know him. And, you know, being the talkative person that I am, I met someone I couldn't talk to. And I was like, well, this this will not do. I cannot <laughs> abide by this. And so um, we figured out how to communicate, I guess, like hearing hearing it later from my my mother, because I asked her about this a few years ago. And she's like, yeah, you just kept talking to him. And he's, I think he just didn't want to talk to you anymore, but, <laughs> but we became really good friends. We were friends for the rest of the time that we went to school together. And then he went back to South Korea. Mm. Um, but a fun fact, we actually reconnected just right before I came to Korea, actually the summer after I finished college, I got a message mm. from him on Facebook and he's like, Hey, huh. where are you at? I'm wow. like, Chicago. And he's like, me too. So we, we met up and it was really cool. Obviously, nice, his dude. English is flawless. Yeah, I mean, so but... <laughs> you, you didn't see him from what, like fifth, sixth grade until after college. Until after college, yeah, wow. that was that was about That's... how long. And he just messaged you out of the blue. Yeah, I guess we had, we'd connected on Facebook at some point during you know the mass sign up period because I was mm-hmm. in high school at that time. So, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, so we got in touch, and uh, it was really cool because I was about to go embark on my own you know journey to go overseas and learn Korean and do all this stuff. And I got to meet someone who I saw do that firsthand. And uh, it was really cool to see like where he was at with his English at that point. Cause it was, it's fantastic. And you'd, you'd been learning languages your whole life, right? Yeah. 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 I've been learning languages since maybe I was five years old. That's crazy to me. I can't, I can't imagine <laughs> we, that. <laughs> I, I was going to a, I believe a private school at that time. That's right. Yeah, that's where I met. That's where I met him. So I was going to a private school at that time, um, and there was an after-school Spanish and French program. So like a couple mm, days a week nice. it was French, a couple days a week it was Spanish. Nice. And we just you know learned numbers and animals and whatever. But mm. I got really familiar with the sounds of of French specifically, and then um, you know ran with that all the way through high school. So, so would you say that your French at this point is? Um, are you more comfortable in French than Korean? Or, I mean, you're more frequently using Korean now. You, you should explain where you're at with Korean. People will probably want to know, how good is this guy? <laughs> sure. So um, I'm definitely more comfortable in Korean at this point, um, okay. even though I'd studied French for that really long time. The thing is, um, I had great French skills. I knew my, I know my pronunciation was, was good. You know, I was really proud of that. It was something I worked really hard on for a long time. But mm. I'd never really been anywhere I could use it. You know, Mm, mm. and after coming to Korea and, you know, anyone who's listening, who has studied Korean at all, you know how hard Korean is and how different Korean is. So yeah, that's probably why you're listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And, you know, French and English are like, you know, a couple. So there's so much in common. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think my French like muscles, for lack of a better term, have have atrophied have mm-hmm. withered up. So yeah. I can still understand French when it comes in. I can read it. I have no problems. I, my pronunciation when I, you know, read stuff out loud is still second nature, but Korean comes out when I try to speak French. <laughs> yeah. I had that issue too. When I started learning Spanish after studying Korean for, I think it was like four or five years at that point. So I was pretty conversational, but then yeah, all my Spanish words were coming out of my mouth in the Korean word order. Yeah, that's. I was like, I, wait, what? This is close to English. Why is this happening? It's. It was a weird thing. It was a good. Yeah, it kind of feels like there's like a foreign language switch for me, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. switch into that other mode where I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this dictionary now. 
yeah. but then now it's Korean. And so, <laughs> so the word yeah. order, yeah. So it's pretty funny. I didn't answer your other question though about my, my Korean level. Mm, um, yes. I'm not sure what to say about my Korean level. I, could, I, I mean, I could speak for you because we've kind of talked, but so uh, Ian speaks the Busan dialect, Busan Saturi. And what that means is most of what you may see in your textbooks and stuff is not the same. Uh, it's not spelled the same. The grammar forms are a little different than the way that yeah. he learned to speak. So, yeah. uh, you know, he spent all his time in Busan. So when we speak Korean, we understand each other, but in the same way that a person from Seoul and a person from Busan would have some, some miscommunications, native, natives as well, we right. have some little things like, wait, what do you mean? What are you, like, his intonation is different, so I don't quite know what he's implying by what he's saying or what his feelings are about that, about that thing. So that, but he speaks, from what I can tell, very conversationally. He just would need more years in this, in this phase to know all the vocabulary he could possibly need. That's, would you say that's right? Yeah, sure. I, like, I think I just haven't had as much time with the language as yeah. like a native speaker. So it's like, I'll, you know, it'll be hard for me to like get to the same level that's age appropriate in my twenties. Yeah. But I mean, I, I even think that like the way I speak Korean now, I know that I'm better than I was a few years ago, mm -hmm. but I think if someone watched me speak then and then watched me speak today, like a recording of both, they, would, they wouldn't necessarily be able to tell that there's a big difference right away. Mm -hmm. It's more yeah. like the availability of certain obscure vocabulary, yeah. more complex grammar forms or expressions, mm -hmm. more succinct ways of explaining things. It's like a refining process more than like a, a getting better necessarily. So... Um, yeah, like the I, I don't feel incapable of talking to anyone about most anything. Like I, I can go into a situation where it's like I need to get this from this person or I need to explain this thing to this person. Mm -hmm. And m rarely do I completely fail. So like you ended up being the interpreter at your last job a lot <laughs> with the English teachers and the Korean side. Yeah. And so they would give him things to tell the English speakers. And then the English speakers would tell him things to tell the Koreans, you know, people at the school because they couldn't communicate together. So he's yeah. at that level where he could act as an interpreter. But would you, you wouldn't be confident taking a job as an interpreter, I'd say. Would that be true? I don't, yeah, I don't like think so. Money I don't know if many that. people would <laughs> between these yeah. two languages. It's, it's, oh, man. But I think my, my long-term goal is to be able to do uh, what they call 동시 동역. 동시 동역. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, yeah. simultaneous interpretation. So, like in real time, just bam, 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 hearing one spitting out the other. That seems like like the ultimate mastery to me. So that's plenty about me. I think we've talked about me enough. Let's uh, let's talk about you a little bit. It's really weird doing YouTube because I know that each video is like an encapsulated thing, and I don't feel like wasting people's time telling them too much about myself in those videos. <laughs> Uh, so I, I realize now it's possible that people have watched multiple videos and have n no idea what my name is even because I don't even say that in the videos. <laughs> I don't videos. think you say it in any of them. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Jeremy, everyone. Jeremy. Jeremy in Korean. Some uh, younger Korean people call me Lemmy. Lemmy Sam. Lemmy Hyung, actually. Lemmy Hyung. And or in, in uh, Busan Satori, Lemmy Heng, would you say? Yeah. Lemmy Heng. Is that really Lemmy, what you'd say? Or Hem is good too. Hem. Hem. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hem. For Hyung Nim. Hem. Hem. So, uh, so I'm from California. 
I grew up in an area where there were a lot of people from different countries, cultures. And actually, most of my friends, in my memory, pretty much all of my friends were from other countries. Wow. And so all their houses smelled differently. They had different pictures and stuff on the wall, different <laughs> foods and stuff, and of course, languages. And I was always super fascinated how my friends could hear this jumbled mix of sounds and respond and instantly get it. And I was just like, what kind of superpower is that? I want exactly. that one. <laughs> um, It's the best one. Yeah, I still agree. <laughs> I still think that. Um, so I got really uh, curious about languages early on. But in high school, I studied Spanish, and I just really didn't like the classroom atmosphere. I still dislike it. I never took classes with Korean for that reason. Um, so I just really didn't get into language learning until I was probably about 23, when I threw myself across the world. <laughs> I threw myself <laughs> into this new experience, uh, like, just like Ian did. I went to teach English after... After college, I had a friend who was teaching in, uh, in Korea at the time, and she told me all the details and helped me get signed up, with, you know, get connected with a recruiter and stuff. And so I was able to do that. But my first year was, uh, was actually terrible in terms of the school that I was placed at. Uh, I had a lot of positive experiences there, but the first week was very depressing because I just expected something bright and, and, and fun. And the kids all just scowled at me the whole time or slept in class and looked at me like, like, a, like an animal in a zoo, kind of. So, that's a pretty common story. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's okay. You know, they, don't, they didn't want us there. We got pushed, put there, and they didn't even want to be in the class. They were forced to. So I, I understand now. And, and I think that led to a lot of um, a, a deeper understanding uh, or like a, a soft spot in my heart for... Korea because I remember those kids and how much they were struggling and how sad they were in school and how what I felt like the education system didn't do them justice didn't help them so I still can't stay in contact with some of those kids but um, and it was high school so they were adults and stuff uh, by that point so I went to Korea and I started learning right away I started with language exchange I tried to take a class actually and it got canceled because there weren't enough people who had signed up and there weren't really apps or websites that to learn Korean at that time I think Talk to Me in Korean maybe had just started, but uh, I'm not yeah. sure. Um, so it makes it sound like such a long time ago, but it wasn't. <laughs> I've been learning for about uh, <laughs> eight, going into my ninth year soon. I think this actually might be my ninth year. Um, and I learned mostly through language exchange. I still do language exchange once or twice a week, depending on our schedules. Um, I've been teaching English to Korean people since then, so I've been involved with language for pretty much almost the past 10 years. And uh, I learned uh, Spanish in that time as well to a, uh, a, a conversational level, but not by any means comfortable. I run into roadblocks a lot, words I can't conjugate and stuff like that. So I've been teaching and learning language for that amount of time, and I, I uh, really enjoy it. I don't know what else to, shows. Tell, <laughs> to tell anybody. Well, I think that's a... That's a That's a pretty thorough introduction. I think you've you oh. hit on a lot of the major points. <laughs> so I should also say my wife is Korean, and uh, she's probably the main reason that I learned Korean, or at least that I took it as far as I did. And uh, when I first met her, I didn't know she was Korean. I already had a plan to go to Korea. I had already signed up to go and signed the contract and stuff. And then I met her, and then I found out she was Korean, and it was just destiny at that point. So Pretty I, much. Uh, I felt like I just had to do it, and so I hit the ground running, started doing language exchange right away, like I said, 
and uh, we're still doing it. We have a, a baby now. We have a two-year-old. He's going to be two next month after the recording of this podcast, at least. And gosh, he's talking full sentences. He doesn't use proper grammar, but he uh, he makes his own sentences, and it's it's so funny. <laughs> He'll come up to the door when I'm in the in the office here, and he knocks on it. He goes, knock, knock. Appa, come out. Appa, come out. And he'll shove a little toy under the door and say, Appa, get it. Appa, get it. Okay, two-year-old. What are you doing? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. So why don't we talk about this podcast here for a little bit now that we've kind of set, set the, uh, the background. So uh, for this podcast, if you're listening to this one because it's the first episode and you like to do that when you find new podcasts, cool. Uh, if you're one of our first listeners and this is the only episode at this point, great. Thanks for listening. Um, but we're going to just kind of set the set the vision, I guess you could say, for this podcast. Uh, and Ian, I should say, is the host of this podcast. So I will be on here sometimes and sometimes I will not. And sometimes we'll have other people. He'll meet up with some, some friends who are living in Korea as well and other people. To, uh, so we'll be making this together. Um, but Ian will always be here. So, Ian, what is your vision for this podcast? So, this podcast, um, like functionally, is not going to be a podcast that teaches you Korean. Mm -hmm. So, we're not gonna we're not going to like systematically, you know, start at 안녕하세요 and go all the way up to you know analyzing 토지 or something. That's that's <laughs> that's not the direction we're going. Um, we obviously will make sure to you know talk about words and interesting concepts and things like that in the Korean language but what I think the the way to describe this podcast the best way is um, is to say that it's a podcast about how to learn Korean hmm. it's about the process and about um, you know kind of like a journal almost and about Korean as a language you know mm -hmm. observations about it uh, useful observations and perspectives from different people Totally. Yeah, yeah, we'll do some interviews too. Um, we're going to kind of get a, as big of a variety of people who have successfully gotten to a point of being comfortably, you know, skilled in the language, at least by their mm -hmm. own definition, mm -hmm. and then talk to them about like what worked and what didn't work for them and, you know, really spend some time, you know, when you learn Korean, not only do you have to learn the language, but you need to also like learn about Korean. Like how does it function from a linguistic standpoint? I think that's really important. Yeah. And then you also need to learn how to learn Korean because it's not like learning, you know, mm -hmm. French, Spanish, English. It's not the yeah. same. The The process is different and the, th the thought process is different. And so, but the problem is that not a lot of people talk about that. And so yeah. that's, that's kind of the... And I think another know. big issue is that there's a lot of off-putting things that Korean people do or say that are right. a result of cultural differences that yeah. make Western pe people be like, what? How dare you? How? What? Exactly. I'm out of here. No way. And make them quit very early on, but they're just misinterpreting the signal. And a lot of those things, I think, can be resolved by some cultural background. Uh, and mm -hmm. personally, I, I did a lot of language exchange learning Korean, and so I would ask people, why did this person say this to me? Why did this guy do that in that situation? You know, Why I was is sitting on a laughing bench all the time. Yeah, I was sitting on a bench yeah. in a subway station one time by myself, totally empty subway station, no one else on any of the benches. And an old harabuji came up to me 
and was, you know, I didn't, couldn't speak Korean at the time, but said something and made me get up and sat right where I was sitting. There was no one else on any of the benches. Right. I was like, what just happened? Like, all right, fine, dude. You just hate foreigners for some reason? What is this? So, right. you know, a lot of stuff like that led to, uh, well, could have pushed me away, but I was a little more persistent. Well, that's actually kind of how we ended up coming together. That's actually what I reached mm. out to you about. So oh, yeah. I was, I was uh, pretty ready to, you know, I got to a point where I could understand most of what was going on around me, but I still, I wasn't happy with what I found when I, mm. when I was able mm. to communicate with, you know, most everybody. And so that's kind of like the, the basis for this podcast, I think in a lot of ways mm. was, yeah. was that conversation. It's like, well, you know, we do, the only way to get around this stuff is get lucky and figure it out yourself, which I have a feeling you did to some mm. degree. Oh, I, yeah. I had a wife to help well, me. Well, <laughs> and yeah, or to have someone talk but, through yeah. it with you, yeah, you know, true. she did. And yeah. so we want to talk all of you through this process as well, because you deserve to find out what's on the other side yes. of, of these understanding I misunderstandings. Like I like that. Tom Marson. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have a great show for you guys. We're going to give you guys a lot of, uh, interesting perspectives. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff you may have never thought about, and we're going to uh, go with you on your journey. All right. So uh, in a uh, Korean style here, everybody, 오늘은 여기까지 하겠습니다. Yeah. So we'll take it until here, maybe. Is it good? Yeah. We're, we're going to go up until this point. Yeah. That's so, all, folks. That's, that's all, folks. Exactly. <laughs> so it was nice to uh, meet you. It was nice to... Uh, get to talk a little bit about our story and I'm looking forward to hearing your stories and uh, going on this journey together. You can send us an email at podcast at motivatekorean.com and uh, let us know what you think. Maybe we'll, uh, we can make an episode about something that you would like to hear. Uh, you can find us on, on Facebook in our study bang. You can join our study bang and find other motivated Korean learners like yourself to, to talk with. We also have Twitter, Instagram, so you can find us wherever you're at. All right, everyone. Well, we'll let you go for this one, and uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. Stay tuned for our little ad at the end. All right. Bye-bye. Enjoy your coupon. <laughs> Bye. Though we're making this podcast about how to learn the Korean language, we also want to use this opportunity to talk with you about some other career-related you know, information and recommend some things and products and stuff like that for people who are interacting with Korean or Korea in any way. So for people who are traveling to and from Korea, or really anywhere in the world, keeping your personal and financial information safe is extremely important. We all know that. Here in Korea, there's an expectation of free Wi-Fi just about everywhere. And scammers can prey on that expectation pretty easily. That is why we use NordVPN wherever we are. It protects you, your personal and your financial information, as well as your internet devices, like I said, no matter where you are. Uh, VPNs are pretty much a basic necessity for expats living in Korea. They're the only way you can access certain banking and government services back home while you're in Korea. So, um, if you use our coupon code MOKO, M-O-K-O, at nordvpn.com slash MOKO, you can get 70% off a three-year plan plus an extra month free. So that brings the price down to like $3.49 a month. Part of that will also go towards helping us expand this channel and provide you with more content just like this. Thanks again to NordVPN for sponsoring this episode of the Motivate Korean Podcast.